Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan McCrone, and this is episode 73 of Sodom and I. And now today is day six and the final day of our six-part reading plan, which is Who is the Holy Spirit? So let's get into it. Let me go back. Okay, Holy Spirit, let's do this. (laughs) Another variation of what I just said. (laughs) Okay, let's get into it. Let's do it. Now you know that the Holy Spirit is God living inside of you, speaking into your thoughts and leading you closer to him. He's always encouraging you to do not only the right thing, but also the God thing. He's there to help you make choices and take actions that will change the world. Imagine if your entire generation began to listen closely for the Holy Spirit's voice, then did whatever he said. What would your school look like? How would your family be different? Remember that the Holy Spirit's mission is to show us God's plan. Not only for us, but also for the world, the whole planet. That means your siblings, your friends, your neighbors, and that one girl in math class that you cannot stand. They all need you to listen so that they can encounter God through you. If you're going to change the world, you first have to let the Holy Spirit change you. Have to allow it. You got to be submissive. You have to submit to God. And that change happens a little every day as we choose to do what he shows us. Excuse me. Ah, love that. So, how do you start? Great question. I know. How do you start? Where do you start? You know, when do you start? And we promise it's not difficult. Just ask two questions. Number one, okay, Holy Spirit, is there anything I'm trying to do without you? Think about that for a minute. Let it sink in. Is there anything you're trying to do without listening to the Holy Spirit? Would he change anything if you asked for his advice? Is there anything you would feel guilty letting God see? But we're not just talking about just feeling guilty. Is there anything you could be more effective at with God's help? Are there injustices around you that you could make right? Which leads us to the second question. Okay, Holy Spirit, is there anything you're doing without me? Oh, man. Is there anything you're doing without me? Do you feel the weight of that? Just like the radio waves that bring music into your ear, God is always working. He's broadcasting his plan all over the earth. If you tune into him, love that. If you tune into him, you'll see the world around you through his eyes. Who needs encouraging? Where can you get help? What can you change? If you start every day with these two simple questions, Holy Spirit, what am I doing without you? And what are you doing without me? You can change the course of your entire life. God created you on purpose and he built you to hear his voice. 
Where is his small, quiet voice leading you? The Holy Spirit is blazing the trail ahead of you, daring you to follow him into the unique and challenging life that God has planned just for you. Notice how it said unique and challenging. Life is not going to be a bundle of roses. Roses have thorns. Roses have thorns. So we're going to read this in NIV today. So we are in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 through 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I got to highlight that. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Beautiful. And now, last but not least, excuse me. Last but very much not least, I think this is the entire uh, chapter 17 of John. Jesus prays to be glorified. Praise, which is P-R-A-Y-S, not the other praise. After Jesus said this, He looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. You granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now, this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Look at Jesus acknowledging. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The glory I had with you before the world began. I love the cross references here. Verse 6, Jesus prays for his disciples. What I like about NIV is that it kind of gives you like subtitles in the different like transitions and everything. Excuse me. That's like three or four, bro. We've only been here for six minutes. Come on, body. I need you to work with me. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. Mm. For I gave, I'm highlighting that. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world. But for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours. Wow. Wow. Sorry, God. Wow. That's crazy. Continuing. All I have is yours. And all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. Lord, I'm going to start crying. Don't do me like this. Abba, you're so good. Oh, man. I will remain in the world no longer, 
but they are still in the world and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scripture would be fulfilled. And there we go. Talking about Judas. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world. So that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Also highlighting that they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. That one as well. That was 15 and 16. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. I got to highlight that one too, man. He's spitting right now. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. And I believe this is the last uh, portion of this. Jesus prays for all believers. Verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, Oh, righteous father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know that you have sent me. Mm. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Amen. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man. Oh, and now this plan, five-star plan. This was so, so good. I very much enjoyed this plan. And I just love, I love the way Jesus prays. Because it really shows you how much he loved the church. You know, he really loved the church. And you know what? Reading this, it it sounds like a love poem. He's fighting for them. He wants them to be one with him. And I'm not going to say I want to be married so bad, you know. But God clearly placed this desire in my heart. And I would like to, to represent him in my marriage, you know. 
I be reading these uh, pre-marriage plans and stuff like that because I want to be prepared. I like to be a very uh, prepared individual for things. And I feel like he's been be like, hey, just read this stuff. You know, just be ready whenever it comes. So I'm like, you know what? There can't be any harm in trying to prepare myself to be a good wife. So I, um, I, sorry, somebody started calling me. I put my phone on D&D. still came through. But I want to be married because I want to have a biblical marriage, you know? I want to have God's definition of what a marriage is and, you know, just how to properly operate. And I was reading this one thing. And it was like the purpose of marriage. Let me let me go to it. The purpose of marriage is not happiness. That is not the purpose of marriage. Let me let me let me let me go down to it. There we go. So marriage is not merely a social construct, nor is happiness its goal. It is one of the main problems that many marriages face today. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Because a lot of people get married because they're like, I just want to be happy. But the, it's God, look, God created it as a sacred covenant with the responsibility to reflect his image and to advance his kingdom. Happiness is a benefit of marriage, but it is not the goal of marriage. The goal is to reflect God through advancing his kingdom on earth. Happiness occurs as an organic outgrowth when the biblical goal is pursued. Uh This thing I be re- this be spitting. Y'all got to hit y'all got to hit these plants up, man. But that's what I want. That's what that's what I believe the purpose of marriage is. It's a covenant. It's a sacred covenant created by God to advance his kingdom with the responsibility to reflect his image and to advance his kingdom. You know, that's what I want. So I'm going to wait until God, you know, sends me my husband because he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And baby, I am. I am that good thing. I ain't going to lie. I'm a virtuous woman, you know, but I always, you know, try to to continue working on myself because I'm not perfect, but I do know my worth, you know. But with that being said, before I keep talking, because I could talk, I could talk about God. And uh, I can talk about God all day and all night. But I'll let you guys go because I also have to go get ready for bed to wake up early, early, early in the morning. But I love you. I love you guys so much. And uh, be a blessing. Stay blessed. Be progressive. Be productive. Be positive. You know, spread love and joy and happiness and meekness and humility everywhere you go. I love you, but God loves you so much more than I do. Have a blessed night.